you know, Sony, they might have to reconsider the price point on that PlayStation 5. Hmm? Why is that? I mean, all this action that's happening with Microsoft, in a way, it's like by getting to go second, you get to see what the response is, you get to see what the competitor does, and then you get to potentially adjust and adapt. Pivot. You might even pivot. Yeah. And that's the advantage of going last. Hmm. Where does that play out in other things, in like sports or something? You want to go second. Hmm. Oh, like baseball. The home team gets to bat last. They get the last chance to win. Oh, yeah. yeah. You see. But anyway, this plays out all over the place. You, I mean, you can make the argument that you would want to be first because now you get the hype train rolling as Microsoft has done. Very strategic. Uh-huh. But you give a little something up in the fact that now Sony gets to pick what they want. You've put your, you you put your stamp on your price point, and now Sony gets a chance to potentially look and adjust. And today we have this report that the PlayStation Five price may be changing. That's a report on Tom's Guide. So I'm guessing they were too high. Well, you remember you and I were trying to guess what they might price it at, right? And we do know that they're going to do two versions of the system. And unlike Microsoft, who they did one really affordable or far more affordable version, and then they did the flagship, mm-hmm. $299, $499. The original thought was that, and it still is the thought, that Sony was going to do two that were a little more closely related. Mm-hmm. Both 4K capable, both flagship level. And the only difference was going to be the disk drive. Right. But that didn't give them as much flexibility from a price perspective because they're both... They both got the horsepower, as you know, the digital edition and the regular edition. So presumably they won't be able to get close to 299, mm. right? But could they get to 399? That's the question. So you, when you were first guessing, you said maybe that PlayStation 5 is like 600 bucks. I think you said. They, well, yeah, I said something ridiculous. No, that's not ridiculous. No, I said like 699 or something. No, I think you said 599. But anyway, okay. I don't think it's ridiculous because, look, there's innovation over there. Uh, there's brand new next generation horsepower, and there's a few exclusive titles. Mm-hmm. It's not the hugest catalog at the moment. There's a few exclusive titles. Plus, in the last generation, the PlayStation Four heavily outsold the last generation Xbox. Mm. So they had the uh, the advantage, seemingly. Mm-hmm. Particularly in other parts of the world. North America, it's a little tighter. Mm-hmm. But particularly in other parts of the world. So you would think maybe they can charge a little bit more. However, the new rumor is that they will absolutely come in. By the way, this uh, the word is from the European gaming publication Game Reactor. Game Reactor, sorry. And they cite an anonymous source. So let's take it for what it's worth. But I can see this being a consideration and a conversation within Sony right now. If I was there, I would want to have this conversation. Mm-hmm about what Microsoft is up to, the battle for your next generation gaming dollars. So the current source, this anonymous source is saying $499 for the flagship disk drive PlayStation 5 and $100 less, $399 for the digital only. Now that's a little, Mm -hmm. I tell you what. That's in the wheelhouse. Not only is it in the wheelhouse, it might be a winner. They might win the battle because if you step down to Microsoft's 299 product, you give up the 4K gaming. Mm-hmm. And if you sit there and you say to yourself, well, I can spend a little more and get myself the digital only PlayStation 5, which is the same horsepower minus the disk drive mm-hmm. for 399 And I still saved 100 on the flagship Series X from Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So in a weird way, it fills that gap right yep. there where for that series of of users who want to have the top tier spec, the 4K potential, you know, you're supposed to hold on to these things for a period of time. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to have them for like five years. And they may just want to have that ability in the future to potentially do 4K. Mm -hmm. And to do it with Microsoft, you got to spend a minimum of 500. Mm -hmm. So I think that would be a smart move for Sony. Of course, I think the X factor for Xbox is still the Game Pass stuff. Mm-hmm. where I see a bit of an advantage. But then again, you could negate that advantage by giving the exclusive advantage a little bit on the PlayStation side, at least based on 
Not not just on what they're going to put out, not just that Miles Morales game and whatever else is planned down the road, because that one will make it for launch, but also the back catalog of exclusives, which which they can just port over to 4K, mm -hmm. uh, to next gen, mm -hmm. like the ones that you're playing, all the Naughty Dog stuff and things like this. Mm -hmm. So it's gonna it's all shaking out. There's something for everyone. Yeah. And actually, as we move on in the show, uh, I'm gonna let you know that Nintendo they're not sitting still either. Everybody wants this holiday money. Mm -hmm. Gaming to the moon mm -hmm. right now. Nobody wants to miss out. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to be there for you September, October, November, December. You see how that goes, Willie? Do? Yes. You know who else wants to be there for you? It's DoorDash. Today's sponsor, DoorDash. Easy sponsor for me. I'm using the DoorDash. I was just telling you a story about how I like to get the fresh bagels from DoorDash. Oh, yeah. Yeah, during the the lockdown situation that we're in right now, you might be surprised the type of things you can find and get delivered on DoorDash. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know about the Chick-fil-A, KFC, McDonald's, Wingstop, Chipotle type of stuff, and the bubble tea, which I had a reference in the previous episode. You know about the, you can get the sushi and a burger. and Specialty. I mean, it's really everything, isn't it? Mm -hmm. But to the lesser known, maybe it's the morning, and you got a hungry house, and you pick up a dozen freshly baked bagels, like mm -hmm. I do, and they're still warm when they get there. And they'll even have the fresh cream cheese to go with it. If you like it, if you don't, you can leave it. Mm. And this is going to pop up to your house. It's like 15 minutes, at least for me. I mean, I can speak to my own personal experience. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you're slicing bagels like you baked them yourself. Everyone's just clapping. And let me tell you the move, what you got to do with the bagels, by the way. Show up in the paper bag because they're fresh. Mm -hmm. But then what you don't finish, you got to transfer that to the sealed bag so you keep the freshness. Uh, and that's usually included in there as well, at least when I'm ordering the bagels. Oh, okay. Now, you'd be surprised what you can find in, in, in the land of bagels. You could be looking at a poppy seed, a sesame, a whole wheat, but then you dive a little deeper into the everything and the chocolate chip and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So just keep it in mind, Willie, do next time you hop on the DoorDash. All right. And by the way... I'm going to give everybody a deal right now. That's how it works. It's a wonderful situation. You get the sponsorship. They support the show. You support the sponsorship. You support the show. And they give you something back right now. Our listeners and viewers can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code. This is the key. Lou later. That's $5 off. And zero delivery fees on your first order. All you got to do is download DoorDash in the App Store and enter Lou Later. Don't forget the code Lou Later. It's $5 off. That's $5 for you and your food. And you got to make me a promise. When you take a bite of that bagel or Chipotle or the burger or the Chick-fil-A, I want you to think about me. Mm. All right. I want you to remember that I put $5 in there. Mm. Just a nice little, maybe a couple of bites couple of bites on Lou. All right. You see? So shout out to DoorDash for sponsoring the show. Amazing stuff. Nintendo Switch. I told you I was going to talk about it. Nintendo Switch Pro. Mm. Confirmed. What? Confirmed? Who are these people? T3.com. Confirmed. Sheesh. Nintendo has asked developers to prepare for its more powerful console for this holiday season. Huh. You know, they can't let the 4K gaming only go to these guys over here. These guys over here. These guys over here. Oh, careful with that. Yeah, that's a 4K so. Series X. And everybody said, oh, the Series S is going to be the Switch killer because it's $299. Yeah. And then everybody said, well, you know what? That, that Switch Lite is really popular anyways, and that's $199. So now it's like all these options in the store for the gamers that are out there. What if Nintendo Switch says, hey, you know what? We're going to be able to actually take on your 4K product we don't even have to just sit there and mess around with your little series s mm. We're, we got mario mm -hmm. in 4k in the holiday season enticing yeah you never saw mario in 4k no exactly so here's the report nintendo rumored to be working on a pro version of its switch able to support 4k gaming that way, the Pro could happily get ports of PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X titles. Uh. Get those quick and easy ports with the right resolution. Nintendo has not made this official. However, Bloomberg reports via 
VGC that Nintendo has been reaching out to its third-party developers to ask them to make their titles 4K ready, indicating their new piece of hardware is on its way. None of their current models are 4K capable, so they would have to be doing another console in order to become 4K capable. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't be reaching out to your developers unless you had something in the works. Mm -hmm. And we did a report recently. We talked on a show about how they were ramping up the production of the other models as well for the holiday season. Mm -hmm. So maybe they rearrange the price. They rush this thing out. I don't know what they do, but they're apparently interested in 4K as well. That seems to be the thing the thing to do at this point in time. The Switch Pro could utilize NVIDIA's DLSS AI upscaling to hit 4K resolution, according to the outlet, meaning it won't be as taxing on the system as native 4K. Little upscaling stuff. Oh, okay. With the, the titles that are non-4K for the time being, apparently. Now, this all coincides with another rumor. If you click on the patent for a new Joy-Con right there, that link. So this corresponds with this rumor and the patent filing showcasing Joy-Cons that do not connect to the main unit. And so if you scroll down a little here, you will see a standalone Joy-Con. So that makes you wonder if this, let's say, Switch Pro, maybe it's not even necessarily Pro. Maybe it's Switch stationary. Maybe they came out with the light, which is just the handheld mode. What if they come out with the tabletop mode with with a streamlined box like these other guys do? So no screen, you think? I'm just talking. I'm just a guy that's talking. You are. Yeah. Maybe they want to have a play in that in that area. Something more traditional. It sits on the tabletop and you have the dedicated uh, controls. Maybe they want you to have one of these and a Switch Lite. Maybe the Switch Lite sold so well that they said, okay, everybody has the hand handheld. They're doing the Animal Crossing and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Now what about those other gamers that are cross-shopping those? Mm. Right? They could save some money. They could maybe even undercut these guys mm-hmm. and deliver the 4K thing and get more ports of the upcoming next-gen titles that are non-exclusives. So, lots going on in the gaming world. In the meantime, before this happens, how about this move? Fortnite Special Edition Nintendo Switch. Oh. Now, I'll tell you, this is the move of all moves. This is the checkmate move. Is it now? Yeah, it is. We had all the beef. We still have all the beef. We got Sweeney at Epic. We got Cook at Apple. They're not getting along. They don't agree. They're in court. There's all kinds of injunctions. Mm-hmm. Do you even know what an injunction is? You don't want to know. <laughs> Do I ever? I don't know if there's injunctions or not, but there's beef in the courtroom. And a disagreement, and there's suits, and there's countersuits. Mm. And I can say that for certain. An authoritative warning or order. That's an injunction. Wow, so serious. Anyway. Fortnite leaves iOS. Fortnite leaves a hundred million user. A hundred million users, right? Over. I think it was 116 million users on iOS. Mm. Get out of town. The number one platform for Epic with Fortnite was iOS. And now everybody's out in the cold. They right? can't even log in anymore. They can't. Actually, I believe ID. that was reversed. Was it reversed? I okay. believe that was reversed at the time of filming this. I believe they found a way around that. Okay. But it doesn't matter because they can't update the game. They can't get on the next season. Nobody who's in this ecosystem is going to remain on iOS, can continue to remain on iOS and sit and wait. They got to figure out something to do. Oh, hi, we're Nintendo. Guess what? We got something for you to do. Yeah. All those iPads and iPhones and all that stuff that you're playing on, just chuck it in a drawer because we got the Fortnite Special Edition Nintendo Switch for this holiday season. Yeah. Pick up where you left off, go back to your favorite game, and forget about the fruit company. Yeah, have it on the go, too. That's what Nintendo's saying. Well, and have a controller. Yeah. I mean... You want I, precision. I mean, I you tell know? you what. Controller, if you haven't experienced it before, it's kind of a superior input method. I'm a big controller. I love a controller. Yeah, we don't need these thumbs. I was doing the Avengers last night. Yeah, on the controls. Fat fingers. You know? I was, uh, who was I? I was Iron Man. I was Iron Man yeah. with the with the early suit. It was just like oh, okay. some boots and it was uh, like Gen 1 suit because he, I don't want to spoil anything, but I'm in that type of suit, but I'm still flying and I still got the- you got the lasers? I still got stuff okay. going on and I had a controller for that. So, All right. Listen to this. 
The bundle includes yellow and blue Joy-Cons, the latter with the battle bus etched around the home button, and a dock that features various well-known Fortnite skins. The Switch tablet itself also has characters on the back. Fortnite is pre-installed on this Switch, and the package includes 2,000 V-Bucks plus exclusive cosmetic items. Mm. You know the kids are going to go nuts for that thing! Mm-hmm. You know how the Christmas lists and the Hanukkah lists and everything? All the lists. Yeah. Whichever list you have. I don't know if they do a list. I don't know who does a list. But anyway, I don't know who, I don't know where the lists are. Uh huh. But if there's a list, this is going to be on it yeah. for those kids. Because they, whatever, for whatever reason, they love the Fortnite, man. They figured out how to tap into the youngsters' dopamine receptors. <laughs> <laughs> no, not just the youngsters. I mean, obviously, it's a wildly popular game. But, anyways, I love these type of this type of collab is just so smart, and especially on the back of the conflict with Apple. Mm-hmm. You do the limited custom edition, so it gives it a little extra flair. You do the V Bucks in the game. You have the game pre-installed. You have the exclusive skins. It's so many things merging together mm-hmm. and molding, and it's hard to make these deals. You gotta have meetings. Sweeney's gotta get on the flight. You gotta go to Japan. Lots of approvals. They gotta, so. you know. Well, maybe they don't go to, maybe it's just Zoom and uh, Skype and Teams and all this Uh stuff. But either way, it's a lot of time and agreements and people have to look at the paperwork and then they put it together and they get it done. Now, uh, Apple has to be looking at stuff like this and saying, you know, maybe we should sort it out. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Probably not because it's not really their style. They're like, no, no, you got to do what we tell you to do. And in fact, that's what the next story is about. Apple's new App Store guidelines were recently announced. They made some changes. They claimed that, hey, oh, we heard you. We know, we hear about this uh, Google Stadia slash xCloud. We know you want to do game streaming. Facebook want to do game streaming. They're like, we'll, we'll, figure, we'll do something for you. And then I read, the, I read the details. I'm like, you didn't, just, you didn't do anything. What'd they do? They didn't do anything. <laughs> they said, okay, listen. They said, it's cool. You can be on a platform. But every game that's available in your streaming app must also be downloadable directly from the App Store, and every game update must be submitted to Apple individually before a company can stream it to its users. This is not feasible. This is not how this stuff works. Mm -hmm. You can't have them be independently downloadable and charge money for them when the whole concept of the streaming thing is you pay a subscription fee. And it's all in one. And you quickly launch in without loading into all these titles. Mm-hmm. So it's not really a solution at all. Of course, it would clear up the 30% revenue thing. They would quickly be able to figure that out because you have all these separate download links. But it's kind of, it's a bit out of touch, to be honest. You might as well just say, no, you cannot have a game streaming service mm-hmm. in here. Like, the, we're just not cool with it for whatever, XYZ, privacy, this, that, automatic streaming. We can't scan every single game that comes through. Just say that because this is not feasible. It's not feasible for xCloud. It's not feasible for... Uh, Google, or any of these platforms, the whole proposition is different than the way that the App Store wants them to operate. Uh, Additionally, all of those game streaming apps would still be subject to Apple's usual App Store rules, including the company's contentious 30% cut. Uh, Microsoft and Google would have to radically change their proposed business models and jump through many hoops to get their cloud gaming services onto iPhones in this way. It almost feels like Apple designed the rules so it could seem benevolent while still keeping xCloud and Stadia out. Uh, This is written by Chaim Gartenberg on The Verge. Uh, There's been a number of, I mean, people are following this story and rightfully so because this really could, for a gamer type, it really could impact your decision on your next device that you get Mm -hmm. at this point now. If you really want to do game streaming, with the type of titles you can come to expect on, pl- on these type of platforms that we're talking about, Apple doesn't have really have a solution for you right now. They launched their games product, but it's quite a bit different, mm-hmm. right? And it's not console-style games. Mm. And you got to be looking really long and hard right now at potentially moving over to Android if this is, a, a, if this is any kind of priority to you. Because yeah. we now got a whole new write-up about the rules, and it's obvious there's going to be no place in there for these third-party game streaming services. Mm-hmm. 
and you tag on the epic thing and it's just starting to seem like if you're a gamer and you want to have the optimal mobile gaming experiences you're at a kind of a bit of a disadvantage no matter what the hardware is capable of mm -hmm. because that's the sad part apple's doing these incredible things with their mobile processing and their own silicon and they're pu pushing hefty benchmarks on their devices but if you can't throw the software you want on it it's kind of for not now you could obviously make the argument that go play some other games go download what is natively available but you know how this goes well you get into the app store and it's whether it's Google Play or Apple's App Store, it's, you're searching these games. You don't want to play these games. Most of them. Wow. I'm saying most of them you play for five minutes and you're kind of like, uh, mm. it's not comparable to a, to a true flagship-style game experience, mm -hmm. which is, that's kind of the promise of xCloud. Not to mention if you want to play together with your friends. Absolutely. Yeah. You're, making, you're making a heck of a point there. So you tried out the xCloud. You had an experience with it. How did you find the latency and things like this? You were playing the other day. Uh, well, it's a beta. Yeah. So they're still working on it. Can't oh. really say anything about it. Oh, you can't say anything about it. Under embargo. Holy moly. What a moment. Yeah. On Lou later today. Willie Do can't say anything. Yeah. That's how serious and special this man is mm. today. But anyways. Yeah, I think people are going to at least have to make this consideration. I hope they can sort it out. I think it would be an unfortunate reason to make a decision across platforms. If you love iOS, you're happy with your iPhone, you've got all this horsepower, you would just hope that you could also experience these other services, if possible, if they can figure out a way. Uh, one way this whole thing might change is if Tim Cook decided, to, decided he was done and was going to be replaced by someone else. We have this story on Apple Insider that Apple is increasingly focused on, on a succession plan for Tim Cook. Uh, I don't envision him leaving anytime soon. I would just assume that these types of plans have to be in place mm -hmm. for a company at that scale. It's very important what they do or don't do and who's capable within the company of taking on these very serious roles. Mm -hmm. Not like us, man. You know? No. You could just easily take over this spot right here. Yeah, very transferable. In fact, who knows? Maybe next episode, you're right here. I'm right there. Oh, uh, well, we'll, well I'll, I'll think about it. What was that? What was that? <laughs> Uh, Apple's top leadership team <clears throat> is reportedly focusing greater attention on selecting and developing successors to some of its current senior executives, including CEO Tim Cook. Tim Cook is 59 years old. He's been doing his thing at Apple for 10 years in that role, but he was there with Steve Jobs. He's been there far longer than he's been CEO. And uh, some of the people that he came up with have already retired or moved on to other positions. You have Phil Schiller, who we talked about recently, the marketing guy. Uh, Johnny Ive obviously famously moved on at some point. So it's not it's not an impossibility. I mean, this is something that will happen at some point. He'll be succeeded. But I guess the question is, is it any, uh, I mean, how close are we actually? He's 59. He seems sharp. I mean, what, what, unless he really wanted to retire for right. some reason. Yeah. And he, there's no indication that that is the case. However, there's some speculation over who could replace him. This guy, uh, the chief operating officer, Jeff Williams, he's 57. Apparently, he's got a similar profile to Cook, a real supply chain type of guy. I think we've seen him on stage a couple of times. You got Federighi, who he's a bit younger, I think. Could we get an age? Could we get an age, a Federighi age? I bet you, I'm going to take a guess, 54? Maybe it's even in this article. What am I doing? I could just scroll I over here. I do not know how to spell 51. Okay. It's in the article. I'm asking Willie Do to try to spell Federighi, which uh, it's F-E-D-E-R-I-G-H-I. -E oh. I guess it's Italian. I'm not really sure. Anyway, uh, he's the youngest member of Apple's executive team at the moment, 51 years old. There's a couple suggestions who could replace him if he had to take a different job. Uh, anyhow, the most interesting one to me is Mr. Greg... Joswiak. He took over Phil Schiller's role as, uh, as senior vice president of marketing. He's the guy that we need to get in touch with so that we can get the Apple devices mm -hmm. early. You see, yeah. so we can make all the videos. And since Phil Schiller's gone, it's time for a new era, a whole new relationship. Yeah, I'll send him a fruit basket. So, a fruit basket? Yeah. What kind of fruits? Uh, you know, if it's wa watermelon. <laughs> Just a big giant, 
Island on a <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was uh, complicated because the company's called Apple. They, what kind of fruits can you put in <laughs> well, it? I want to throw them off. You throw them off with the yeah, watermelon. I, I see. Mean, you know. I see. Yeah, they might take it the wrong way if it's apples. They're like, what are you trying to tell me? It's a I, basket yeah. full of apples. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you need to send them the fruit basket. I think maybe you just hit them up. You say, look, it's a new era. Use that terminology. Maybe other people can get in touch with him. For some reason, I thought his name was Kevin Federighi. Kevin? <laughs> no, Craig. Yeah, Craig. Well, those Anyways. are similar. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, this is an interesting article about the executive team over there and how it could potentially move around into the future, but I don't envision Tim Cook uh, leaving anytime soon, which actually kind of make, makes it strange that the report is that they're increasingly focused. I guess these are the type of things they just want to know way in advance. Mm -hmm. For a company of that scale, we're talking, what are we talking, trillions of dollars, bro? Trillions. We're talking trillions, Ben. We got to be ready. Speaking of being ready, apparently you got to be ready if you're using those Amazon Basics products. <laughs> Stay ready. No, I don't know. I read this report. This was floating around my news feed today. I don't know uh, what to say about it. Apparently, there's been some kind of trend of certain Amazon Basics gear exploding, catching fire, things like this. There's been an investigation. Consumers have raised serious safety concerns about Amazon Basics items in complaints to government regulators and in reviews posted on Amazon's own website. Since 2016, at least 1,500 reviews covering more than 70 items have described products exploding, catching on fire, smoking, melting, causing electrical malfunctions, or otherwise posing risks. I think the, the image that Will is showing off is like a an absolutely cooked and sizzled office chair, which was apparently set on fire by a faulty cable. This is the fire at Austin Para's home originated with an Amazon Basics USB cord. Now, I know that Amazon is responsible here. I know Amazon is a huge target. It's a company that you would want to have if you had to figure out a, a lawsuit or a class action or something, you would want it to be against Amazon and not whatever other generic USB cable company was responsible for your meltdown. Mm -hmm. The question is, and this is where my mind went immediately, is are you truly any more likely with an Amazon Basics product to encounter this outcome compared to the generic marketplace of... USB cable A or USB cable from company B. What I mean to say is, is this more a feature of a potential outcome for any gadget? Mm. And Amazon Basics just happens to be one that has such a huge variety of gadgets available that over mm -hmm. the course of, let's say they have 1,500 reports since 2016, is that really that much? Mm -hmm. When you consider the volume of units that are getting moved, and if you were to consider similar ratios and numbers for less recognizable brands, because I'll tell you what, man, I hop on Amazon, I need a cable. I got Amazon Basics. I got cable creations. I got, you see where I'm going here? Yeah, Anchor yeah. and it's like, I am skeptical of all of it. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm sitting there looking at it. Sure, you can have some with somewhat better reviews than others. I've had chargers explode on me in the past. I'm, I, I even feel kind of, uh, what would you say, apprehensive about sharing the details on the brand because I'm not certain if it's just a one-time deal. And if I go out and say, hey, this one charger exploded on me, mm -hmm. all of a sudden then potentially many people who, who watch this would say, well, they're all going to do that. And right. it's like, well, it's still a small... Anyway, that's where my head went. Now, granted, I had to have sympathy. Austin's house burnt. His chair, I mean, it's terrifying. Yeah, this is not what you want to see. It's terrifying. And, and you do want Amazon to respond, and you do want them to follow up, and you do hope that they can come to some kind of an agreement or solution over it. Famously, Samsung has been here before. They had the Note series that a bunch of them were exploding, and at that moment, it did appear, oh, wow, that is far more than usual. You had story after story after story, and then you had to realize, okay, we got to do a recall because this is beyond the scope of what would typically uh, happen. So I don't know if you hear what I'm saying here, Will, but I'm just saying it's two sides to the story, essentially. And what I'm trying to get at is, would this stop me from buying Amazon Basics gear, of, of which I've bought a few and had no bad experiences? Mm -hmm. Probably not. Mm -hmm. 
However, I remain skeptical of all cheap electronic components. Yes. It's just, uh, it's the nature of the thing. I'm careful. I unplug things. Mm -hmm. I seen it happen. I had a charger start smoking upstairs. I was like, what is going on right now? Mm. Imagine I didn't see that. Yeah. And then I might be this guy and I might have to get the lawsuit going. I don't know. So it's also the difference between the personal experience and just being a, a bystander who hasn't been personally affected. Once you're personally affected, everything changes. Yes. And then you're like, my kids were in that house. So Amazon, Bezos, pick up the phone. Yep. So that's the difference. I just want to represent, you know, mm -hmm. both sides of the story whenever possible. Here's another negative story about Amazon. Apparently, uh, some people, not some people, a group, a watchdog, they were, they were watching over Amazon. They're called Public Citizen. They were watching over, over Amazon during this COVID situation and monitoring the pricing of certain items. I mean, you remember early on, it was like toilet paper. Mm -hmm. No, you can't have toilet paper. Oh, you want toilet paper. Uh, $50 a roll. But I really need it. Yeah, okay, $50. Supply and demand. Well, they are not allowed to do that. They have price gouging laws. Yeah. You're not allowed to just charge 50 If it's between you and I, even, I think there's some sort of rules here. I remember a guy, some guy got in trouble. He was stockpiling Sanitizer. that stuff. Sanitizer. Yeah. And they said... No, no, no. You're, you're about to get fined now. You can't uh -huh. be doing this. So there's rules about this stuff, and, and Amazon probably under more scrutiny than others because it sort of has become this de facto standard place in which you're going to be getting your essentials, yep. especially during a lockdown when you can't leave your house. And so this group, consumer rights group, public citizen, they track the prices of certain things, including actually uh, disposable face masks. And I, I believe they had a sanitizer and they had... Uh, paper towel, toilet paper, an eight pack was being sold for thirty six thirty nine in June, oh. while other retailers were charging $6.89 for the same product. Now, Amazon in the past has said, look, it's a big site. We make mistakes. They're just mistakes. If you tell us about the mistakes, we'll fix it. And then they've also said, well, wait, that's a third-party seller that's marketing, marking it right. up. It's not us. But then this, this group went in there and they said, no, 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 we have the screenshot. Here it is. It actually, at that moment, was being sold by Amazon. It was Amazon Basics. It was. Yeah, that's right. It was yeah. an Amazon Basics brand. No, it was like, it would have been a typical brand, but it was just, there's that difference between who's selling it and right. warehousing it. Yeah. And, or if it's fulfilled by Amazon versus actually being sold by Amazon. Uh, I was there, I was looking at the masks when those restrictions first came in that they couldn't be sold there. The disposable ones, the mm -hmm. N95s and things like this, all, all of a sudden a bunch of rules came in. But anyway, what this group essentially wants is uh, they want new rules around how this stuff works. Uh, where is it? Public, public Citizen is calling for new federal laws, which clearly establish the point at which price increases become price gouging. They, they want to have some clear uh, pro protocol for, okay, that's price gouging now. Mm -hmm. Um. What can I say, man? I don't know. It's hard for me. I understand the, the, the supply and demand. I understand how this thing goes. I, I actually bought and sold consoles back in the old days when I was a teenager, and, and I realized that there was a market for it. Mm -hmm. I remember I told you the story. I'm sitting in line, and somebody bought the spot that I had in line, and he came along and just said, I'll give you $500 for the spot in your line. This guy wouldn't remember this story, but yeah. that's a young Lou. I could afford to camp out back then. Yeah, you had time. I had time, and I figured, okay, I just exchanged my time over here for this guy's money. Was it gouging? I don't know. He offered me. But it's definitely a huge markup beyond uh, other sellers. Now, I'm not Amazon. I'm just a guy in a lineup. But still, you know, it's a weird conversation around if I really want toilet paper and the only guy who's got toilet paper wants 30 bucks for it, should I be allowed to buy it from him? Yeah, isn't that what the whole reselling, resale is like all about like shoes yeah price I mean, gouging price them, gouging the dior jordan but you wait in line for them <laughs> or you well wait in line virtually i'll tell you what them. i think the key the key piece to this what we're talking about right here is whether or not you could consider the thing to be essential right obviously no one is going to get upset if you price gouge on jordan dior's which are already outlandish yeah maybe even a game console which is certainly not essential uh -huh. However, when you get into the sanitizers and the toilet paper, then people get really upset. Like, hey, man, this is not the place to be making your, your money. 
to some family around a corner needs that thing and so on right. and so forth. And you could imagine if it was food, well, imagine some a warlord type come along and buy up the whole supermarket and he was like, yeah, now this is the new price. And you'd be like, well... He's just sitting on a top, yeah. like a throne of uh, toilet paper. Or produce or whatever else. You can yeah. see how it gets weird Yeah. in certain other categories. So I guess there's different different rules for different scenarios, but nonetheless, Amazon's being watched real close, as you might expect, given their scale. Another a company that watches Amazon very closely, Walmart, they're launching their own drone delivery program in North Carolina, and they're apparently real close here. They got the FCC approval. They're uh, gonna do. They're gonna deliver groceries and other essentials in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And uh, apparently, there's a couple of rules to this thing. This Flytrex drone that they're going to use can carry 6.6 pounds at a height of 380 feet for a distance of 3.5 miles and back at up to 32 miles per hour. That's not bad, Will. Hmm. That's better than the delivery guy, maybe. He goes up above the traffic. They use a wire release mechanism to lower fastened delivery boxes from 80 feet, ensuring a quiet and secure delivery. So you can get those Amazon Basics cables mm. right to your front door by the drone. <laughs> uh, there's some rules here that the FAA has about how these things are going to operate, though. It requires that the drone remain in line of sight and also use a remote pilot. This is where things get weird to me, or line of sight. Well, then your pilot is going to have to be, he can be in the hub, but he can have some severe limitations on where he can drop these, right? Line of sight, did I mean real life line of sight? Um, like you had to be able to see it, or do they mean just through, no, they must mean, because obviously you have the remote. Yeah. Well, they have a camera on the drone and then they probably have like, if the pilot maybe has like a couple views, you know? Yeah. But like line, wouldn't line of sight remain in line of sight imply that like they had physical real life person. Like obviously you have a remote. Yeah. But either way, I think that there's going to be some much stronger limitations to this thing than we might may imagine just looking at it from the outside. You imagine this future in which these things are just buzzing around and all autonomous and things like this. No, it's actually maybe less exciting than that. It's a dude with a remote who's actually not that far away. Mm -hmm. And he's at some sort of distribution hub and he's just doing your whole neighborhood, almost like a paper delivery guy. Yeah. Maybe he's, he's on like a tower or something. Whoa. Just looking out. And he's got some serious line of sight. Yeah. Anyway, Walmart's got the drones coming too. They're going head to head with Amazon. You got to have a drone. That's what you got to do in 2020. This Galaxy Z Fold 2 Tom Brown edition, which we talked about previously. By the way, I've been using the... I'm using this thing. Will? Okay. The Z Fold 2. I'm using it. How are you liking it? It goes in my pocket. It comes out of my pocket. Uh, it gets propped up from time to time. Okay. Sometimes I look at the front display. Sometimes I look at the, the large display. The other night, I'm watching the sports on the inside. Yeah. During the big events, even if I'm not at home, I'm enjoying the large in interior display over here. I got used to the fingerprint scanner on the side. Do I need to show it to you again? Mm. All right. It's in my pocket. There's a SIM card in here. You can reach me on this. Mm. Well, it's good. It's. Uh, However, simple. it's not the top well, of the line okay. Z Fold 2. And now I'm very upset because other people have uh, ordered up. The Tom Brown edition, which is this lets you, you can have the suit jacket and the shorts. Look at the unboxing experience. Well, you need to wear those shorts. And then they'll send it to me. If I put the it. outfit first, okay, fine. I can oblige. Listen to the voice on this video. Look at this unboxing experience. Oh my goodness gracious. With a matte haze effect and the multicolored grain It's very... Uh... Look at this unboxing. He's in a suit just for the unboxing. He's got the Tom Brown outfit just for the unboxing. That could be you. Could be me, man. Anyway, this thing is uh, even more money. $3,300. And it's sold out in China in four minutes. Four minutes. This Tom Brown dude, he's got, he's on something. He's on something, Will. He's on something? Yeah. He's got a real thing going on with the custom skin and everything else. Uh, I'm mostly interested in the unboxing experience, Samsung. So if you can get me one of these Tom Browns, I'll send it back if you need if need be. I can just keep using the regular version. But send uh, 
Send a pair of shorts, too. Yeah, if you need me to get in the outfit, in the Tom Brown outfit as well to make it happen, that's a deal, too. And I can do everything. The quick charging, the unfolding. Look at the accessories, man. You got the Tom Brown Buds Live. Very nice color, I got to say. With the gray? Yeah. And the strip in the middle and the close-up shots? Wow. Is that a stainless steel desk? Sheesh. You get the watch as well? Oh, yeah, bud. Man, I got to get the whole outfit. Anyway, ZFO2, Tom Brown edition. They don't tell you how many of them they have. They're, they have. They're obviously limited. They just want to say, hey, we sold out in four minutes. Turns out they had four available. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know how many were available. They definitely were limited. Uh, I They start shipping September 25th, which is a week after the regular model. Otherwise, beyond the styling and the unboxing experience and all that, uh, it is just a Z Fold 2. It's no extra performance or anything like that. But it does have a special case and, and all this. So hopefully I can get an unboxing video for everybody on Unbox Therapy. Keep it locked. Mm -hmm. We'll see if Samsung responds or not. Willie Duke can pull the magic. Uh, we have some new features. A new playback design for Android TV or YouTube on the TV more uh, specifically. Do you ever watch YouTube on the TV, Will? On the tube? On the tube. YouTube mm. on the tube? No. You never put it on the larger display? Uh, no. Whoa. No. That's really I interesting. I mean, I, I use the monitor and that's pretty much it. That's really interesting to me. Why? Or do you have no TV setup at all? I don't really have a TV oh, setup. Oh, you don't have a TV setup at all? Okay. No, not really. You know we got TVs. You can take a TV if you need. I know, but uh, yeah, I mean, the monitor serves me well. Yeah, a TV I'm setup really is, uh, is a commitment. You know, it is, yeah. You set this whole thing. You got to sit down yeah. on the couch. No, man. Hey, by the way, most people look at the analytics on the channels, how people are watching. It's all mobile. All mobile. And then, you know, a little bit of tablet and a little bit of laptop and then it, all the way down, TV. Mm -hmm. However, I like the TV YouTube experience, especially if I'm watching long form, something like this, throw it on the background. Yeah. Blue okay. later. <laughs> you watch this? No, I'm saying if it was something like this, if I was watching yeah. another long-form show. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> but this is all I watch. <laughs> this is all it's I dark watch. Dark room. I'm like, what did I talk along. about again? What yeah. did I talk about? Uh, Popcorn. So I use I use the TV app, but it's not perfect. It's not as interactive as the mobile app mm -hmm. because certain features and, and functions are not there or, or they're not easy to find or it's just the nature of... Uh -huh. having to interact through a remote or i mean you can use chromecast to get it on the tv and then you still have the controls on your phone but there's a little lag time from time and you know yeah. so the smart tvs they're all shipping with various youtube apps including well android tv obviously if uh, some of the sony tvs and things like this had android tv baked in and but i was thinking from the jump man there's some improvements they can make here some more features well, if you go down to the screenshots, you'll see what they've done. So if you click the one on the left behind the scenes, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, you can see you have a really big title. You have your play button. You have a closed caption button and whatever's coming up next. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much it. I guess you can go to the channel or you can scroll down and see other suggestions based on it. The rework, which people have noticed, if you go to the right here, uh, many more features there. You have your quality setting there. You can add to the playlist. You have thumbs up, thumbs down. You can flag it if it's inappropriate. You can report a bug. And you've also, they've moved the title of the thing up to the top, which I like. It kind of gets it more, it's so mm -hmm. huge on the old one. It kind of takes up the whole video when you accidentally pop up the, the sort of semi-menu here. Instead, they moved it up to the top, which I think is slightly better. Uh, the other thing it does is it makes it easier to read comments, supposedly. Although I don't know which button is going to help you get to the comments over there. Uh, quicker access to comments. I guess one of those buttons underneath takes you to comments. But which one is it? Maybe the YouTube button. Oh, it's right there. Uh, is it? Is that it? Would that be comments to the Sorry. left? To the left of that? I think that's the bug report. Yeah, that's a bug. That looks like comments right there. That's anyway, may, maybe there's a way to get to comments now. By the looks of it, there's a dedicated button for doing that, which is a real. It's kind of a drawback, I guess, on. The TV right now, if you did want to read comments, although depending on the video, you may want to avoid the comments, which yeah. could be a good thing as well. Comments on the TV. Look, look at that. See, that's a one-hour piece of content. See, we're not the only ones that post a long form, Well, Oh, okay. That's good to know. 
Look at those guys. That's us. Who are you? I don't know, actually. This one? This I think I'm that here? guy on the right, yeah. yeah. And it's, I like it. Look at the sign. Happy hour. I feel like a coffee right now. Plus, you got Darth Vader. And that's a pretty serious gaming PC in the back. Actually, they look... They're putting us to shame right now. Yeah. You see how that goes? Yeah. And the microphones and... Seems like a fun time there. And they got... And look at them. They're popping up on the brand new app. So, good for them. I don't know if you experience this. You go to Starbucks, Will, every so often? Yep. I see this report. Starbucks rolling out strawless, sippy-style lids for iced beverages this week. I'm like, what are you talking about? I've been doing this now for... Like, how long has our Starbucks, our local Starbucks, been doing the sippy yeah. cup? For a very long time. Six months? Yeah. Maybe more. Maybe more, yeah. Maybe a year. They don't give you straws anymore. Unless you get the drink that Vin got the other day. Yeah. What, what was that drink, Vin? Was that a Frappuccino or... A, it was chocolate. A mocha Frappuccino Vin brought the other day, which was enormous. It was enormous. It was a venti. It he was, was having a time. It was the entire size of his body. And it had a whipped cream and the chocolate going on and everything. And he just said, you know what? Today's my day. Yeah, he said, you know what? I deserve it today. Mm. He said, I put up with a lot of, a lot of stuff. I made it through. I, I'm, I'm, today's my lucky day. Yeah. That's what he said when he came in. I said, geez, man. I don't know when that's going to happen for me. Maybe one day. Triple mocha, frappuccino. Anyway, you still get a straw with something like that. You kind of need it because it's a frappy thing. It's thick. Mm -hmm. It's a ice. It's actually blended ice. However, on every other drink that we get over here, they change to the sippy cup lid. Mm -hmm. As long as it's not blended. Well, apparently they're going to roll that out everywhere now. And some people are going to be mad. You know why they're going to be mad? Because mm. that lid will shock you. Did you ever get shocked? No. Kirk, did you ever get shocked from the lid? Yeah, every, time. every time. Really? The sippy cup. Maybe it's if you have a beard or something. Does Kirk have a beard? No. I don't know, man. Oh. The sippy cup lid will give you a little tiny jolt as soon as you first lift it. I have no idea what's going on with really? the static. But anyways, the point being here is they're trying to save the environment, uh, just like everybody these days, they're trying to save the environment. This thing is, you can recycle it. The straw, on the other hand, you can't recycle. It's more plastic and everything else. This one's recyclable. I actually don't mind the lid besides the initial shock. Otherwise, I like it. I maybe even prefer it to a straw, to be honest. I prefer the name. They really uh, call it Sippy Cup. I don't know if that's the official, I don't know if it's the official name. They say the... Uh, they're going to save 1 billion straws annually. The rollout is expected to be complete at the end of September. So if you're in one of these places, you didn't get the sippy cup yet, uh, expect the straw to go bye-bye unless you're like Vin and you drink the, uh, what was it, mocha? Mocha frappuccino, mocha frappe. whipped cream, frappe. Unless you're on that, then you would still get the, get the straw. Otherwise, bye-bye to straws at various Starbucks locations. By the way, what's your drink? Uh, if you go to Starbucks, what are you going to get? Iced Americano. Iced Americano. Grande. Wow. Yeah. Hey, is there any milk or just straight up? Just straight up. Straight up ice. Kirk got me into it. Iced Americano. Yeah. Uh, any, no sugar, nothing? Nope. Lovely. Black. That's, I, I could drink that right now. I could it's have one strong. of those right now. Yeah. Uh, or a nice coffee or, uh, well, you know, right now it's the pumpkin stuff. The pumpkin spice is everywhere. It's now. a pumpkin time of year right now, so that's another one. Uh, I got the I got a new the nitro. one. I got that. I got the new one, which was an iced pumpkin, because in the past it was only the warm pumpkin. Yeah. And you know I like the cold drinks, so yeah. I had an iced pumpkin. Okay. I don't know if that's not the official name, but maybe uh, today is a little cooler out. Maybe I'll get the warm one. I don't yeah. know. Or maybe I just get to, you know. Get the chocolate frappe. No, I can't get. I can't be. That's crazy. Chocolate frappe. Vin's unbelievable. He sat right over there, sipping it right in front of us. Yeah. You know, enjoying himself. Relaxing. We're slaving away over he here. He deserves it. You think he deserves it? <laughs> yes. Wow. I do. Vin, you got Willie Do's vote over here. Yeah. Good, he says. Mm. This next story, uh, I think you're going to enjoy this one. I want to know how you would respond to a situation like this. Here we have a video clip. People are eating at a restaurant, and all of a sudden, they get a little visitor. All right? Can I play this? I don't know if you can play it. Maybe you can skip through it a little bit. 
But I just want to hear your reaction over here, okay? Uh, okay. Hold on. Give us a little something. Give us a little something something here, Will. Oh, yeah, play a little bit of it. It's all right. No. You can play a little bit of it. We're, Tiny we're bit. Dead. Tiny bit. There. Okay, pause. You're just sitting down. You're having a little meal. You're on vacation. You're at a resort. Mm -hmm. This is in South Africa, by the way. For those that are just listening, a leopard has walked, oh, I don't know, about five feet away from the table at which people are eating. And this ain't no pet leopard. That's a, one. that's a real one. Yeah. That guy just lives his life. He's in the wild. He got the gazelles and everything else. He's mm. whatever he's eating. Antelope. I don't know. No, not antelope. That's Africa. I, I don't know what he's eating. Well, maybe, maybe the antelope. He's in South Africa. I don't know what they got. But instead, he ends up in here. And all of a sudden, these people have a new guest for lunchtime. Whoa. How would you react if you're if you're sitting right there? Uh, where where am I? What, you're right there, this? where the camera person is. No, where is this? Uh, you're at a place? resort. It's a five star resort. Uh, what's it called? It's called it's a, a luxurious resort called Singita Ebony Lodge at Kruger National Park. Oh. It's a South African hotel and restaurant. You're having a time, Will. You're 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 earlier in the morning. You got a massage. Yeah, so relaxed. Um. I would uh, be freaked out. Yeah. You know? It's incredible. But I wouldn't make any sudden movements. I can't. No I, sudden. I got to stay calm in that you gotta situation. Stay calm. Yeah, apparently he was actually, I don't know if it was a he, she, this, apparently this, uh, this leopard was hunting something and God it kind of found itself moving through this. Wasn't really interested in humans at all, to be honest just stalking some kind of prey and ended up because this thing is right inside the national park. And apparently it happens from time to time and everybody there is supposedly trained what to do. Although oh. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you're filming from a couple feet away. What are you trained with? I mean, are there guns pointing right now and ready to go? Cause it would not take it long to oh. clamp onto your vertebrae yeah. up high and just put an end to you. Yeah. So just putting that out there. Will. I mean, there's, probably provisions but yeah there's no uh there's no weapon or anything That's incredible circumstance south africa you don't know what to expect type of thing might take place and as long as everything goes well that could be a real invigorating experience that's, uh, that's quite an experience if yeah. everything goes well yeah that's a story that's a video clip and by the way it's a via latest sightings you should go check out the video for yourself full shout out to uh, they published it Kruger sightings, 1.7 million subscribers. And hopefully they don't try to take the video down because Will was just clicking through. You should definitely go watch the original because you never know. You might be eating your breakfast cereal and get your very own leopard visitor.